This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, we're so glad that you're here today, whether you're here in the house or maybe you're watching uh, by Facebook or YouTube or later on we'll tune in to the podcast. We're just glad that you're here. Uh, Give me a minute here and let me get into my thing here. Whoops. But I'll tell you, God is a good God. And in the midst of everything that's going on, be careful because the enemy would like you to be discouraged. He would like you to think that it's not going to ever get any better, but it does for the child of God. Amen? See, that's why it is so important more than ever that, one, you need to know God, you need to have him in your life and in your heart, and you need to be serving him with all of your heart. Because now more than ever, you need the super on your natural. More than ever, you need to have a type of love because there's many out there that don't know it, that are not experiencing it. And how are they going to hear it? How will they know if we don't go and tell? We got to be the Jesus with skin on. Amen. So today I wanted to talk to you about my title is, My Heart is Wide Open. And I'm going to tell you something. This is something. And you go, well, I'm a Christian. It probably is wide open. No, I'm going to tell you right now, in the day that we're in, it's been real tempting for us to close our hearts off in many areas, to be easily offended, to get easily distracted. See, we've been separated from church. We've been separated from our family. We've been separated from the things of God. And I believe there has come a very ease and a compliance in the people of God where instead of going forward and running to him, we've kind of just sat down and sat back. And you got to get back, I'm telling you. You're going to have to make some declarations. My heart is wide open, God. My heart is wide open to you. Because, see, if it's not wide open in every area, you're not going to be able to go give that love away. So, Father, we just thank you right now today. I thank you in advance already, God, that even when they entered onto this property, God, even though as soon as they tuned in and started watching, that, God, your presence has begun to touch them and reach out to them. I thank you that during praise and worship that hearts were being softened and opened, God, that their ears were being attentive to want to hear, God, from you. I thank you, God, today. Let them hear your heart, God. Let their hearts be wide open to you like never before. And we give you the praise and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. So my heart is wide open. You know, in Jeremiah 31.3, it says, I love you with an everlasting love. The Amplified says, the Lord appeared to me, Israel, from ages past, saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Hold on, my thing here is messed up. 
I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you and continued my faithfulness to you. I'm telling you, we serve a faithful God. We serve a faithful God that his heart has been made wide open to you, but we got to have our hearts wide open to him. Nothing you've ever done or will ever do will stop God from loving you. In Jeremiah 31, 3, it says, I love you with an everlasting love. Get a hold of that. Do you know how long everlasting is? Forever. Forever. Forever he loves you. Forever he will love you. You can't make God stop loving you. He will love you forever. His love isn't based on what you do. It's based on who he is. So it doesn't matter how good you are or how bad you are, God will still love you. Now, there's sometimes God's not very pleased with us, just like there's times we're not very pleased with ourselves. We're not very pleased with our mate. We don't get very pleased with our children sometimes, but that doesn't mean we stop loving them. We're just not very pleased with maybe what they're doing or the choices that they're making or the things that they're saying, but we still love them. God loves us. And the only reason that you and I are here today, because God made us to love us. See, he could have made you like a robot. He could have made you with no will, so you'd have to love him just because he made you. But no, he gave you a free will. He gave you and I a choice to love him back. And I don't know about you, but I want to love my daddy more than ever before. And even in times of failure, I've still cried out and said, God, help me to love like you love. But God wants us to know his love. And even more, he wants you to feel his love. And this is one time where it's okay to have feelings when we're feeling the love of God. The rest of the feelings that you've been having during this whole year, you need to throw them out the door. Okay, because it's real easy I feel this, I feel that, I heard this, I seen that, I want, you know, just maybe turn the TV off. And if Facebook upsets you, then you probably need to turn that off too. Amen. And maybe pray more than what you're listening to and what you're reading, unless it's the word of God. You know, you can't fail with the word of God. And even there's some things even right now out there that you maybe just need to just go back to listening to God and reading his word because there's a lot of stuff out there. And then if you're not careful, you know, of what you're listening to and who you're listening to, then you're going to get stressed. You're going to get overwhelmed. And if you're not careful, you're going to get in fear, you know, because some are saying this, some are saying that. Let's just get back to what is God saying Stay with this word for a while. Get yourself fed on the word of God. You know, look up scriptures that are containing to fear and to faith and peace and love and joy. And I'm telling you, and all that other stuff, see, will take care of itself. Stay with the word of God. It doesn't mean you can't listen to other things, but be careful of what you're listening to. Amen? Because not everybody, even though they're a believer or whatever, but sometimes there's still flesh that sometimes can say things that are maybe not totally all correct. Doesn't mean that it's not all there. But let's not put so much trust in what everybody else is saying or not saying, and let's put our trust back in the Word of God. 
it seems like we've really wandered off from that because we're listening. Well, what are they saying? What are they saying about this? What are they saying? What are they saying? What are they saying? Let's keep our mind and our heart on God. But God wants us to know his love and to feel his love. And did you know something? His love never gives up on us. Even when we mess up, make mistakes, royally screw up, on purpose sometimes just say, well, God, I think I know a little bit better this time. Let me try this, and then if it don't work, I'll come back to what you maybe said. How many of us done that? But guess what? God still loves you. Because then we come back, find out, God, I guess you were right. And then maybe as quick as I thought it was going to happen, it didn't, and I needed to wait on you. Take one day at a time. But his love never gives up on us. So why do we so easily give up on others? And sometimes it's for those that we love the most and we care the most. You know? Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody right now especially is going through stuff, lots of it. And I think we've been easily to say, well, did you see what they said? Did you see what they posted? You know, well, whatever. I don't agree with that. Well, that's fine. Let's pray. What does it tell us? To pray one for another. But don't give up on one another. Don't stop loving one another. If anything, we need to be there for one another more than ever. We need to be praying for one another more than ever. We need to be showing our love and support and humbling ourselves and saying, look, what can I do to maybe help you? Or what can I do to help to understand what you're going through? Because, see, what you sow, you shall reap. If I sow love, I get back love. If I sow understanding, I'll get back understanding. If I sow mercy, I get back mercy. If I sow forgiveness, I will receive forgiveness. So we need to think about some things here, about opening my heart wide open. And you say, well, you don't know. I've been hurt. I'm tired of opening my heart. I'm tired of just every time I give my heart away and they trample on it. Well, join the crowd. That's going to happen till Jesus comes back. I lost count how many times my heart's been trampled on, stepped on. Stabbed. But you know what? God loves me. And what I do, I do for him. What they do with it is up to them. But I still love them. And I still go on with God. Because most of the time, they really don't know what they're doing. Maybe they really didn't mean it. Maybe what they were going through was so horrible, they didn't even realize that maybe they hurt you. Or said something offensive because they were going through some stuff. So you can't use that as an excuse that you can't open your heart wide open. I'm so glad Jesus didn't do that. When he got spit upon and beat, that he didn't say, you know what, that's it. I'm not going to love no more. Thank God. Thank God he didn't do that. He kept on loving. Kept on loving. No matter what they did and what they said. So you need to stop giving up on others. And open your heart wide open again. Because, you know, the cross is all the confidence you and I need. That's all the hope we'll ever need is what happened at that cross for you and for me. Even in our good times and even in our bad times, Jesus has always been there. 
And you know, it's time that our life starts telling that story, the story of love, the story of forgiveness, a story of repentance, and that Jesus' arms are wide open saying, come on home to me, come on to me. We need to go tell that story. Let your life tell his story of love and goodness and mercy and forgiveness. That's the story we need to be telling. And that he's the way maker. That right now, no matter what's going on, that what looks impossible with man, what looks impossible with you and me, is not impossible with God. If we'll just believe, not the news, not Facebook, Not the people at your job, and maybe some of you not even what your family are trying to feed you. You need to believe in what God has said. And then you can walk in that. You can walk in the truth and the hope, resurrection power, that God is the way maker. Where there seems to be no way, my God has already made a way. He's making a way every day. When I reach up and reach out and I open my heart up and say, God, fill me with your love. And then let me go give that love away. Let me be your feet. Let me be your hands. Let me see what you see and hear what you hear. Get your ear on daddy's chest. Listening to every heartbeat. And it would help us to be less critical. Less prideful. And more forgiving. More full of love. Peace and joy. Don't we all need some of that? Don't we all need to spread some of that? You go, well, how do you spread that with all this? Oh, my Lord Jesus, we just talked about it. The way maker. Everlasting Father, love. The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. That should fill you with some joy and peace. God's love will transform you. I don't care where you've been or what you've done. He will transform you. And I'll tell you, you'll know it. You'll know it. It can turn the most hateful, bigoted, racist person into the kindness, loving, gentlest soul. And you go, oh, but you haven't seen what's happening out there. Oh, I've seen it. But I'm focusing on him, and then I'm praying. Because that's the only thing. Daddy is the only one that can fix all this. Okay? But he's going to fix it, too, also through our prayers. Us praying the church the children of God. We have been mandated to pray. Pray, 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 pray. When God's love hits your heart, it changes you, and it changes all that come in contact with you. But you know, even as a believer, like I said in the beginning, through sometimes hard times and difficulties and trials, if we're not careful, we close off our heart, or we allow it to get hardened, or we allow it to start making all kinds of excuses. Well, I don't need to go to church. I don't even need to read the Bible anymore. I'm fine. 
I got enough in there. Oh, no, you don't. How long do you run your car? Don't eventually it get over on E? Okay, you don't drive that for uh, weeks and months on end. I guess unless if you don't go nowhere and you just sit at home all the time, it could sit on full. But if you get in it and go anywhere, you that gas tank eventually gets empty. But you better be putting some in there regularly. How much more do we need to fill ourselves with the word of God? We need to be filling ourselves daily with prayer and spending time with God and maybe doing a little less talking and a little more listening and praying in the Holy Ghost is the key because a lot of times you don't need, God don't need your opinion. He don't need what we think and what we, what we think he should do and what everybody else should be doing. So when you pray in the Holy Ghost, then you pray in the Father's heart. But I'll tell you, even as a believer, if we're not careful, that love can start getting hard and callous and insensitive and thinking, well, I don't need them. I don't need their love. I can just be with me and my family and no more. But I'm sorry. That's not the word. God said he called us to go, to go and tell. And you can't very well go and share if all you're doing is sitting at home concerned for your own self. Because what you don't give away, you can't get back. What you don't sow, you won't reap. You're not going to multiply in your life. How are you going to have people for your life if you're not giving your life away? Which means opening your heart wide open, taking the chance of being rejected, being hurt, being misunderstood. But that's all right. God was. But he'll take care of you. He'll help you. And guess what? You'll get stronger and better. You'll make ground. You'll find out that guess what? It's okay. I can honestly say they, they just didn't realize it, but that's all right. I'm going to love them more and pray for them more. Boy, how would that change our world? If we could just start saying, I'm going to love more, love better, pray more. Oh, boy. Things will start turning, turning, turning. When our life hasn't really been changed, then we really don't know God. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, I meant God, but 5, 10, 20 years later, they're still doing the same thing, haven't made any progress, then I have to question, do you really know God? Because when God comes in, things change. Now, look, it's not going to change overnight. And everybody has different battles, okay? There's some people, they get saved, they get immediately delivered from drugs or alcohol or lust or perversion. Immediately get delivered. Get immediately delivered from cursing and saying naughty words. Immediately. Others, it takes days, weeks, months, years. But there is some progression. It's not going backwards. You're seeing some progression. They may have progressed a lot over here, but there's this one thing that they're just really struggling, but it's still not impossible with God. But we just got to keep on keeping on. Keep on keeping on. Don't give up. My God, what do you got to go back to? It'll be worse than what it was before. 
Keep on keeping on. I'm going to tell you that when God's love comes into our life, it will change how you react to everyone and everything. Now look, once again, that's something else that takes a while, okay? Unless you got saved as a young child, you know, and have been in this for a long time, still even at that, there's times your little buttons get pushed. Ooh, and we find out, ooh, I didn't know that was in there. But they pushed me. They pushed me right to the edge. They had it coming. But see, God's love is stronger and more powerful than the flesh. But sometimes we let the flesh respond instead of God's love responding. Amen? Why? Because we're all human. We all make mistakes. Okay, don't get in condemnation over it. Just say, next time I'm going to do better. Next time I'm going to catch that one now. Next time I'm going to declare they go push my buttons or that pushes my buttons. The next time I'm going to say, no, you're not going to push that button this time. Because, see, I get to choose how I respond. You're responsible for how you respond. But then we're also responsible to go back and say, you know what, I'm sorry. Humble yourselves. You know, that is the biggest thing. See, if we say, well, but then, you know, then what are they going to think? Or, you know, or I was justified in that. Well, maybe you were. But would it not be better to go walk over there with the love of God and say, you know what, I'm sorry. I may not have answered you right. I may have appeared to be angry, and I really wasn't. I was just having a really stinky day today. Been hot and sweating and felt miserable. And when when you just came up to me, it just happened to be at the wrong time. And it wasn't really meant at you or for you. It was just me. I was hot and frustrated and tired and irritated. You just happened to be there. But forgive me, please. You know, I'm asking God to help me that my flesh respond less. And that the love of God responds more. But I'm going to tell you, when we can't say we're sorry, then you're going to get in trouble down the road. Because your little heart's going to get more calloused and more easier than to justify of saying, well, you know, they deserve that. You know, I'm not saying sorry. I'm not the one at fault. Maybe you weren't. But do you real? Is it worth your relationship with them and with God to prove that you're right? To me, it's not anymore. I just want to love God, Him to love me, and me open my heart and to give it out. I want to pour it out to those to tell them that there's even more love to those that may know Him, but there's more, and to those that don't know the love of God. So when God love comes into your life, it will change how you begin to react to everyone. And that doesn't mean, like I said, we're still going to make mistakes sometimes. But let's cry out to God to ask us to do better. Because, see, when you truly experience and understand the love of God, you can't help but to pass it on to others. And then if you don't, then it bothers you. 
And if it's not bothering you, then you need to re-examine your heart because you've allowed some past stuff to get in there and put up them walls. And walls aren't good. See, walls will keep you from God. Walls will keep you from others. And I don't care how many of you think you don't need nobody, you do. First, you need him. And then we need one another. Whether you like it or not, or whether you like them or not, we need one another. Because together, we are better. We are stronger. And that's what the enemy wants. He wants to come in and bring divisive ways. He wants to bring in confusion. He wants to bring in strife and division. Because he knows that when you come together, you're strong against him. It shuts the door to the enemy in your life, in your church, in your city, in the nation of the world when we come together in the love of God. But you can't help to pass it on. You know, in fact, Jesus described it like this in John 13, 34 and 35. It says, I give you a new command. Love one another just as I loved you. You must also love one another by this All people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I'm sorry, but the church is not doing real well in that area right now. Okay? You've gotten under pressure. We've been under attack for months. Some of you are going through stuff you've never, ever been through, but that does not give us an excuse to not love one another and to show God's love. In the Amplified, listen, it says, I am giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, as you too are to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you have love and unselfish concern for one another. Ooh. That means that even when someone's not right, or someone has said something wrong, or we don't maybe agree with all of their opinions, we still love because God loved us. So we need to love them. And remember, what you give away is what you get back. But it starts with God's love for us. See, you're going to have to really know how much daddy loves you and get that so full in there that then when they come and they push your little button and they push it again and then they push it again, you're able to just go, okay, God, you need to help me right here. Pray under your breath, but then say, you know what? It's all right. God loves you. I love you. And just maybe have a little bit of mercy of thinking maybe they're just going through something that I don't know about. And I'm going to love them. The most amazing conversion in the Bible was a guy named Saul, a religious extremist that killed Christians. But one day on his way to Damascus, he encountered the resurrected Jesus. Jesus said to Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul fell to his knees and said, my Lord and my God, the man who had once been a religious extremist, a hateful person, especially against Christians, became the apostle of love. Think about that. That the love of God can do that. 
But how are they going to know the love of God? Through you and me. That's how they're going to know. That's how we're going to know it in here to one another and how they're going to know it out there. Is that we are going to have to give the love of God away and walk in the love of God. Saul, now known as Paul, wrote most of the New Testament, including some of the most beautiful words on love ever written in 1 Corinthians 13. Probably would be good homework to go to 1 Corinthians 13 and read that every day. Fill up your love tank. Fill it up full every day. Then when you go out there, no matter what happens, what they say, what you hear, guess what? The love of God just comes oozing out. The everlasting, completely free love of God will do that. It changes our lives, and it'll change others. But you're going to have to let it change yours more and change me more than ever before. Fill yourself with the love of God. It's time for all of us to reexamine our hearts and open them wide open to God like never before. Saturate ourselves with God's love so that we can begin to pour it out like it's been poured on us. You know, I bet you many of us could go back. And sometimes I wish there was a rewind button because a lot of times we forget some stuff. That there's been places in our life when you weren't very lovely, when I wasn't very lovely. But thank God he loved me and I still had some people that still loved me no matter what. When I made boo-boos and I messed up, or I maybe didn't say the right thing, thank God, God never stopped loving me. And even if there was only one person, God made sure there was somebody that still said, I love you, it's okay, it's going to be all right. How much more do we not need to start doing this As the church, as the people of God, love like the Father loves you. Like the Father has loved me, we need to love and pour it out like never before. You know, there's a powerful, powerful song. And this is some of the lyrics. And I'm telling you, I've heard this song many times, but something about me, and I'm telling you the other day, because I had three other messages, and then every time I went to look at it, I heard, nope. So apparently I got some for in the future, but they weren't for now because I had them all written out, all ready to go. I said to Sonia, well, forget that one, forget that one. And I came in the other day, I think it was Wednesday. And I'm telling you that something popped up that I've heard, but I'm telling you this time. I must. I bet you I, I replayed it probably about 20 times. I know Sonia was getting sick of it because I had it so loud it was probably making her office vibrate in there. I kept playing it, playing it, playing it, because I'm telling you there was something that was burning in my heart about opening my heart wide open. My heart is wide open to every word you have spoken. Breathe in every word, every single word, every promise. Your voice is life to me. I'm hanging on to every word you have spoken. It's life to me. It's the very air I breathe. I don't want to take one single step 
without you. My heart is wide open. I'm surrendered to your will. I trust you, Jesus. I'm going to tell you, breathe. Breathe the word of God. Breathe in his love. And I'll tell you, that's what you'll begin to exhale out. Is the love of God that will break every yoke, that will break every power of the devil, that will break sickness and disease, that will break division. The love of God. Why do you think the enemy fights the love of God so much? Because the power in the love. I'm going to tell you, this is not the end of the story. It's time to let Jesus be the calm in our storm. And even as a believer, I'll tell you, it's been easy during these times to be tossed to and fro, get caught all up in the waves, and the next thing you know, it just feels like you're just being tossed all over. You need to get steady. You need to stand firm on the love of God and open up your heart. Begin to pour it out and declare, God, you're the calm in the middle of this storm. And this storm will not last forever. The storm is almost over. If we'll keep his word in our heart and in our mouth, we will make it to the other side. We will make it to the other side. Rejoice in that. We already know the end of the story, that as a child of God, as a believer, you will make it to the other side. You can be victorious in the time of famine. In a time of trouble, you can have joy and rejoice. You can praise him in a time of trouble. That every promise in his book has not changed. It's still for you and it's still for me. It is still yes and amen. God does not lie. God's going to take care of you and me. And you may say, well, what if I don't know this God? Well, it's easy. You can ask him to come in your life today. To be Lord of your life. But what are you hanging on to? Your abilities or his? What you think you can fix and how we can do it or how we think we can do it better? It's been real easy to be tempted to try to figure a lot of stuff out. But stay with the main thing, and we'll be all right. You know, God has opened his heart for us. We've got to keep our heart open to him and to those all around us in every area. Love with God's love. It's a beautiful thing. You're a beautiful thing. God created you special for such a time as this. Don't get distraught. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. God is still alive and well. But what are you hanging on? His abilities or yours? We need to begin to breathe in his word. Breathe in every promise that he has. Begin to breathe in his love. Because it's life-giving power. When all else is in an upside-down thing, God's love will come in and his power will change everything on your behalf. 
But we're going to have to stay focused and we're going to have to pray and we're going to have to love ourselves and love one another. Breathe in his promises today. Breathe in his love and receive the power that God has, his super on your natural. Trust him as Pastor Ron comes. Um, everything that has been taken will be replaced with God's greater. You're going to get back better than you had before. So whatever you've lost during these times, maybe you feel like you've lost some of your peace, you've lost some of your joy. Maybe you feel like you've lost friendships or family. Maybe you feel like you've lost your relationship with God because there was such a distancing and you just feel like such a separation from God and from the body of Christ. God's going to bring it back better than before. Maybe you lost a job or had a temporary loss of job. Maybe there's been a decrease of income. Maybe you've been so overwhelmed and stressed, you've even been having some health issues that you didn't have before. God's going to bring it back better than before. God's going to restore better than before, more than you had before. Raises, promotions, increase, supernatural debt reduction and debt cancellation in the name of Jesus. Bringing back hope and peace and restoration and where you feel like the enemy has come in and even brought division in your home, division in your work, division in the church. God said, I'm going to bring it back better than it was before, greater than it was before, stronger than it was before. His will, not ours. People for my life. I challenge you today to let that be your decoration. Read over there in Corinthians about love. Fill yourself daily. Get your tank full of love. And then say, God, I open my heart wide open. I'm going to take a chance fully to you. I surrender it all. But also I'm going to open my heart to others where I've been closing myself off. Because of hurt or offense or the fear of being hurt again. I'm going to open my heart wide open. Because if you can't receive his love, it's hard to give it away. If you can't receive it, you can't give it away. So I challenge you today, because I'm going to tell you something. When you begin to release this love and forgiveness, healing and wholeness is coming to your body. Healing and wholeness will show up in your house. Even a soundness of mind and peace and joy where you've been being tormented is going to show up and you're going to begin to have peace and joy, resurrection power, wholeness and healing when we begin to give this love away and open our hearts up to God. So maybe you're here today or or you're watching and you say, well, I really don't know about this God. Or maybe I have, but I kind of walked away from him. Maybe during this time, I've kind of closed myself off. Even maybe made some choices that, hey, I don't need to go to church now. We can just watch it by Facebook. I don't even need to show up anymore. We can just do it by that. That's not staying connected. Because there's going to come a time where you're going to have to come back. Because together we're better and there's things that you will do that, you, that we need you to do and that you can't receive if you're just watching 
and not in the house. But maybe you've, you've stepped back away from God and from people. Or maybe you've never received him. I want to pray for both of you. First, we're going to do the one of you've never received Jesus. Just pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord, I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to be Lord over my life. I believe you died on that cross for me. You shed that blood for me. You opened your arms and loved me. And I choose today, God, to serve you with all of my heart. And I will walk with you and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.